um, uh, about maybe about in half. Okay. Uh, just like that by shutting it off. Uh, and so with that, we had to make some adjustments, but uh, we are seeing things. I think things are actually starting to slowly turn around. I don't know if it's a stimulus thing or not, uh, but people, there's a lot more people calling this week than we had the last couple of weeks. So it seems like things may be starting to turn around a bit. So I, I want to jump back to that because I, that is something that we were having a conversation about earlier. Ken, um, same, same kind of question to you. What are you seeing in terms of uh, volume? Uh, I mean, you've got, you, you said seven different locations, so you've got a lot of different uh, traffic to deal with and a lot of employees. So what are you seeing uh, on, in your area? So currently we're, uh, we're seeing about 30% decrease in business. Um, our main, our main focus is trying to keep everybody on staff and, um, you know, even though it's 50 staff members that we have that equates to 150, 200 uh, people in people's families that, you know, we're responsible for. So right. you know, it's a, it's a big responsibility and we're just trying to keep everybody, everybody going. Um, mm -hmm. like I said, it's, it's down about 30%. Um, we used to do a lot of restaurant work and because they're closed, um, you know, that's slowed down. Surprisingly, though, even though we have a uh, stay-at-home mandate in the state of Florida, we're still seeing a lot of people come in the store, which is uh, surprising. Our store sales are, are staying pretty yeah, and as part of our, our daily call, one of the other folks that are, that are on the call regularly is Gary Baldino. Uh, he and his brother have, I think, 16 uh, retail locations up in the uh, Virginia kind of D.C. area. And, um, and he's said the same thing. A lot of their retail traffic has, has pretty much maintained the same throughout the process. Um, going back to kind of what you were saying, Waldo, and, and Ken the same, and uh, before we got on the call, we were talking with uh, Travis from HL Flake uh, down in, in Texas, and he had mentioned uh, something very similar. It seems like there's a lot more just physical activity happening happening this week. The the traffic patterns are increasing, like more cars on the road. You're starting to see more people out. Is that what you're referring to, Waldo, that you're seeing that? And, and then we can ask Ken the same. Yes, uh, I think there's probably a couple of reasons for this. I think uh, people are, are maybe not as scared at the moment, maybe starting to get out a little bit uh, more or stir crazy. They got to get out and people are becoming more active. Uh, number two, I think also maybe uh, we're getting a lot more automotive calls. So we feel like maybe some of the stimulus money might be getting out there that are getting people because we're having more calls for cars. Uh, dealers calling us for keys for cars. So we believe that obviously uh, something is stirring. And, and I, I really think a lot of it has to do with that. The uh, Just in our area. So we, to give you a little bit of context of our area. You guys are in much bigger uh, areas. Uh, we're in a small town of about 20,000 people. Uh, you know, you guys are in big towns uh, where it's lots of traffic. Uh, in our town, when uh, when all the restaurants, everything around us, they all had to close. So we have absolutely no foot traffic whatsoever, uh, with, except, with the, except for the folks who want to call and maybe set up an appointment. Where I think in the bigger cities, that seems to not maybe be quite so much the case. Now I could be wrong. Ken can probably give a little input on that, and uh, you and you as well down there in Charlotte, because I'm not really mm -hmm. sure how you guys areas are being affected as far as that goes. 
Most definitely. Ken, what are you seeing any uh, any traffic pattern increases on your area? You know, it's uh, it's interesting. The guys are having a real nice time running service calls because there's not a lot of traffic. So they're they're happy about that. But um, I wouldn't say that we're seeing volume. I, I agree with Waldo, though. I think people are, are going stir crazy in their houses and, and trying to get out a little bit more. But we're still under a, a stay at home order. So, you know, if people are not paying attention to that, then, um, you know, this, this thing, we're not going to get past it. So I hope they're staying at home. But cool. Uh, well, uh, it looks like we have a, a new, fo new, new someone uh, joining us, another guest on the on the roundtable. Stacy Heckler, um, is, did I pronounce your name correctly? Hetchler is close enough. Close Hetchler. enough. Thank you for being yes. here uh, today, and you're uh, with KeyPro down in Texas, correctly? Correct? Yeah, yeah, down right, down, almost dead center in the center of Texas. Yep. Cool. Well, we appreciate you joining us today. Uh, we were just kind of getting started here, but if you want to give us a little bit of introduction as to who you are and uh, kind of the size of your business and the, the coverage area that you have. Well, I'm not a, uh, my actual locksmith business isn't terribly large. I, um, uh, it's actually just me and I keep an apprentice with me in the truck all the time. Um, I do a lot of volume because I'm, I'm primarily an auction locksmith. So I go, I get up in the morning and I go from, I have basically five auctions that I have to visit weekly. And, um, of course that's slowed down a little bit right now. Um, but, um, you know, uh, Volume wise, we've dropped down, I'd say probably in the last two weeks, we've probably dropped down, I'd say down to about 30% of what we were. Gotcha. You dropped, so you dropped 70%. Right. Yes. I mean, yes, I'm down. Yes. Uh, we were down to about 30. Yeah. Yeah. So we were going, so say three weeks ago, our average day, we'd be running from seven in the morning until typically uh, five, 6 p.m. And we were clearing myself and my guy in my truck with me going from auction to auction. We were clearing, oh, probably 30, 35 cars every day for, it's been, honestly, it's, I was starting to complain, to be honest with you, because I was complaining to my guy because it's like, man, I just need a break. I mean, it's 30, 40 cars a day for, for weeks and weeks and weeks. And, and honestly looking for a break i may have gotten exactly what i asked for unfortunately <laughs> that's that's been the case with a lot of folks um i think that's typical in, in our industry as well where uh, we were i was having a conversation with somebody earlier today about the fact that um in our industry it's very common for us to say hey we're so busy that we can't even hardly get to what we have much less look for new and additional opportunities um, and that's fine until it stops, right? And so uh, now that it's stopped is, okay, how, are we, how do we adapt? How do we pivot? Uh, what is the, the, the way that we uh, can make the best of this situation? One of the, the things that we've been saying around here is how do we make lemonade? Uh, we've all been served up uh, a bunch of lemons. Now what are we gonna do to make lemonade out of it and continue to uh, evolve and develop through this process? Uh, so appreciate you, Stacy. appreciate you joining us and giving us a little bit of introduction. Um, so we've been talking a little bit about over the past couple of uh, episodes of this live roundtable, just about kind of how this is impacting markets and how it's impacting business. And then the big thing about this is, and the, and the constant theme is, what are we going to do during this time to evolve, to get better, and to come out of this um, and, 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 and come out of this in a better situation than we went into it? So what is this? 
uh, the, the coronavirus, COVID-19, the pandemic that is, has come through the nation, how has it changed your perspective on your business and how you want to grow your business or build your business once things get back to a, a kind of a new normal and uh, society is back to a, a new normal? What are you looking at in ways that you want to, to build your business differently than you have in the past? Uh, I'll, I'll toss to Ken first up in the top left-hand corner, and then uh, we'll go Waldo and then Stacy. Yeah, so what we've been doing um, during the slow time is having our, our guys do a lot of training. Us, Abloy, and Legion have uh, both put out a tremendous amount of material on the Internet. Um, HL Flake is doing live training a couple of days a week. Um, so we're, we're trying to take as much advantage of that as we can. And then on the other side, we're uh, we're revamping our website, um, working on marketing material, um, stuff we've talked about on the uh, four o'clock um, roundtable, um, just so that when we do come out of it on the other side, we can attack it quick and our guys are, are up to speed on new products and, and get to it. Most definitely, Waldo. What are you? How are? What are your thoughts on this? Where? What you've learned through kind of walking into this and now having to adapt? And what do you think the future looks like? So, I, a couple of things for us. Um, one is understanding that for I don't and I don't know if this applies for a lot of businesses or not. I'm not really sure. I am fairly new to the entrepreneurial scene as far as growing a business. Uh, when it comes to that, uh, being debt free. This is, uh, is a huge, huge thing. Uh, with that, it gives us a little bit, it gives us a little bit of leverage to and flexibility versus if we were in mountains of debt uh, over everything that we have, uh, trying to keep things afloat. But right now we're still having to pay rent and insurances and bills and things that are coming in, but the influx of the money has slowed uh, a bit. So, you know, we've sort of built a little cushion that's going to help us, you know, help that, but also, and I know, I think it's going to be just a point, but we also apply for the PPP uh, as well as that goes. And if that comes through, then we're going to continue to, we're going to bring everybody back. And just like with Ken and his guys, uh, we're going to really heavily uh, uh, just attack training, just training left and right, uh, being able to spend more time with everyone while it's sort of slow to, to get them up to speed. But as I was telling you earlier, uh, the last couple of days, the phones have really started picking up and my manager called a few minutes ago and said it is just going bananas and she doesn't, she's like, you know, she's going to have everybody on staff, you know, pretty much on staff tomorrow. So we don't know exactly, exactly how this works, but coming out of this, yeah. uh, really just, I don't really know what the new norm is going to be. I don't think none of us really know exactly what the new normal will be, uh, but if it comes back out and goes back to, you know, 100% normal, uh, just really uh being prepared uh in advance for anything coming down the road that could that could happen uh just continuing to build upon um uh, financial stability and not get and not being in debt so we can carry our crew through uh when the next event comes and really uh marketing just keeping in touch with our our customer base uh, as far as that goes i think that's a huge huge thing that will help out a lot is just really that's something that i'm not used to sure is putting myself out there on marketing avenues and facebook and making videos and talking to people 
uh, something I'm having to develop and learn uh, and to do and my staff. And so we're actually, the last couple of weeks, we've been very proud. We post something every day. Uh, so we've been very proactive about that and, and just touching our customers one way or another uh, during this time. And then when we come out, I think we're going to be a lot stronger uh, because of that. Very, very good. Very good. Stacy, what are you seeing? What are you thinking coming out of this? Uh, you know, uh, I'm, I only do automotive, as most of y'all know. Um, I, um, it's going to be interesting. Um, coming out of this, if we're talking coming out of this, I talked to a repossession agent yesterday who I've known for two decades, and you know this talk of this talk of uh, you know 120 day moratorium on repossession for vehicles. I. I I don't honestly even know how that would work, to be honest with you. I don't know how the finance companies, I don't know how the repossession industry is going to turn back on if they're literally going to shut everything off for six months after the pandemic or, or after the, the epidemic is over. They're talking six months after that. I, I don't know how it's going to work. For me personally, uh, I'm doing the same thing you guys are doing on a smaller scale. I'm, I'm, I'm forcing my, my guy and then some of my people that kind of satellite around me, I'm forcing them to come to me on jobs that, uh, that they normally wouldn't pay attention to because it would be just so high end that I would just do it myself. And I make them sit through it and I go, this is the steps. And, and, and when I'm not around and, I, and I'm, I'm taking a day off during the week, I've never, I've been doing this 25 some odd years and I'm taking one day off a week. So, you know, that's how it's changed for me. Understood. I appreciate that. So uh, good, kind of get into some of the topics that we have uh, on our agenda for today. Uh, and you mentioned PPP, uh, Waldo, and I know um, that Ken uh, has has applied for that. We have applied for that as well. Uh, it sounds like you have also, Waldo. Stacy, have you have you applied for any of the um, any of the government funding? No, I haven't. Uh, the subject the subjects come up a couple of times in the last week or so, but um, you know, I, I'm 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 not sure. I I I I have some personal. Uh, I have you know. I think I've I've got a personal issue with it. I think I think I'm not sure that that's gonna. I mean, maybe that helps me short term. Maybe it doesn't. But what does it do to me long term? And what does it do to the government long term? What does it do to all of us long term? You know, I have some concerns there. So I'm I'm still very much on the fence, leaning towards probably not gonna apply very very fair yeah very fair and that's part of the conversation is to understand different perspectives on it um uh, so waldo i know you mentioned that you've applied for that or you are are applying for it what is your current state status with that so we uh, we got everything sent in um friday a week ago so we were told to that we would hear something within a week uh so hopefully we hear something by tomorrow I was also in line with Stacy as far as reservations. I went and did a lot of research uh, into it before I decided to make the decision to do it. Um, and because once I learned the ins and outs and uh, a little bit about it, which even though I understand as much as I understand, I may not, I'm sure I don't understand it fully. Sure. Uh, but I took, I took the chance uh, with it. So we got two options if we get it. Like I said, if we get it, we're going to bring everybody back on. We're going to just heavily train and work with that. If they, if we don't get it, we don't get approved for it because the money's ran out or whatever. Uh, we're going to sort of continue to play it by ear. Uh, we actually had a meeting this morning where we talked how we're going to uh, 
um, stagger our staff in order to meet the needs of the of the company and uh, and our customers that are calling in. But as things change, as things pick up, then you know we're going to be you know getting people back on board uh, full time as, as quick as possible. Ken, what are your thoughts on this situation? So we we applied for it the first day on uh, what was it April third. And then the, uh, the bank's been playing some games, asking for more documentation back and forth. But we did get noticed on Tuesday that the bank had had approved everything and we're sending it to the SBA for uh, for a loan number. We haven't heard anything back since then, but I did get an email this morning saying that the SBA had definitely run out of money as of today. So we don't know if we got in cut off or yeah not good news but uh so we don't we don't know if we got in before or after they uh they ran out or if there's going to be more funding coming down the line sure and and i think at the end of the day you know any business is looking at this from a a logical standpoint of you don't want to have to take on additional debt uh, to do this and everybody's kind of hedging their bets on the forgiveness component of it um, and 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 again Stacy I think to your point this is very reminiscent back to uh, the recession and uh, the the economic issues back in 2008 2009 and the bailouts uh, for the the large menu car manufacturers and uh, how that impacted a lot of things and so I, I know there's a lot of question marks around it and I think what everybody is sitting here looking at is at the end of the day either way either side of the situation that you're on is trying to figure out what do you do going forward to make sure that that's not something that you have to worry about in the future so there's ways to do that through market diversification and i know that's one of the things that we can talk about on here um i do want to kind of move that conversation forward a little bit from a marketing perspective. Uh, this is something that we've chatted about in the past, and I think um, Waldo alluded to it earlier, but uh, marketing messages to your customers. So uh, sitting here and we're all having this conversation and there's folks that are watching online, uh, I'm sure all across the country, and thinking through, okay, is this a time when I pull back my marketing message and I stop and I, and I, and I, I don't communicate with my prospective customers or my existing customers, or is this a time that I'm going to ramp up and make that message even stronger and try to branch out into new uh, options? So what are, what are the thoughts on that? We'll, we'll start with Waldo uh, on kind of how you're seeing that and what, uh, what your plans are. So I, I think uh, personally, uh, I believe it's good to keep a constant contact with your your customer base, um, you know, the, just so they don't forget you or, or anything like that. Plus, uh, just being able to put out their tips and tricks and things for them to do while they're at home. Uh, also, continuing to just uh, in, in, um, be a positive influence in the community with what you're putting out there. And I think people will remember that and uh, will come back to that. Uh, but it's just keeping that constant uh, contact with the, your customer base. So when things do come back around, or if something happens right now, they haven't forgotten you because you're keeping the constant contact where other folks, if they don't keep in constant contact or keep putting themselves out there, uh, they're liable to be forgotten forgotten for a little bit. And I don't think that's, unless you want to not do anything, then that's, that's perfectly fine. Uh, but for us, it's just to continue to keep that uh, contact with our customer base so we can continue to at least keep where we are hopefully be able to uh, progress from you. 
Ken, what are your thoughts on uh, marketing in this time? Are you are you changing your messaging? Are you increasing, decreasing? How are you handling that from uh, affordable lock standpoint? So we we have a third party company that does our social media for us. Um, we're not able to increase or decrease, so we're keeping steady with the amount that we're putting out there. But I think the message has changed. Um, something we've talked about on the four o'clock call also is, you know, everything becoming different the way people um, carry themselves after this is going to be over. Um, they're not going to want to touch things. You know, they say people are not going to shake hands anymore. So it's the same thing with, with hardware, not going to want to touch it as much as, as they used to, even though, you know, it may or may not um, be an issue. So we're, we're focusing marketing on, on antibacterial hardware, touchless hardware, um, door operators where you can wave your hand and uh, it opens. But I, but I think you got to stay in contact with your customers. You got to um, keep them top of mind who you are. And uh, when we come out of this on the other side, we got to be stronger and better. Stacy, your perspective on marketing, it sounds like you're very much on the, uh, the automotive side and, and doing a lot of work with, as you were saying, uh, I guess, um, I, I guess auction. car dealerships, yeah, auction auctions. auction houses. So yeah, how does so that? So so typically, so typically, I don't have to do much advertising because I'm almost I'm almost contracted in. But I, I can tell you from 2008 and from times when my auctions have dropped for one reason or another that that yeah, usually typically I'll amp up. Now my advertising is much more grassroots. I'm not. I'm I, much of y'all probably know I don't have a social media presence. I I um I don't do much on the internet. I don't even have a website for my business. But um mine's much more grassroots and and that's what I push to locksmiths when I go around and do training and teach them is that you know yeah, the Facebook can can reach a lot of people and the internet can reach a lot of people with just a few clicks on the on the keyboard, but um like you said, uh, shaking hands or whatever we're going to do going forward that will get you a lot of business and it's not even from that person that you're you're shaking hands or, or touching elbows with or whatever we're going to do it's it's with the people that they tell about shaking hands with you and so yeah. on and so forth and it goes out and and so i'm telling that to guys that i'm talking to now in the area i say you know go out and yes of course talk to your dealers if they're not calling you and and your repo companies or your your little car lots if they're not calling you because they ain't got anything that doesn't mean you don't go by I mean, you know, even if you don't have a lot of service calls to run, it, go out, get in the truck in the morning and go out start making some rounds, drop off some cards, mm -hmm. drop off cards at places you've been to before. It's not going to hurt anything. You know, just go in and touch base. Just ask them, hey, you know, can I duplicate a house key for you? Whatever. You do those little things. Like you said, when, when everything gets back to comfortable, uh, you're going to be first in their minds. Uh, they're going to have to go out and buy those cars to turn around and sell them. Everybody's going to get their their stimulus checks or whatever they're going to do or get their jobs back or whatever. And, the, and when the market turns back on, we all got to be ready. Yeah, I think at, at this point, it's not about trying to sell customers. It's just trying to keep that relationship going, you know, calling them, seeing how they're doing, you know, making sure their families are safe and healthy. Um, that's That's huge right now. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. And I think, Stacy, you're saying the same thing. It's you're very much, like you said, grassroots, uh, kind of uh, kind of in-person 
process, if it's on social, if it's digital through email, or if it's phone calls or in person, whatever it is, but just kind of maintaining a continual flow, not just stopping and letting customers ask, are you still in business? Are you still uh, providing service? But being being uh, already upfront and having that conversation proactively, I think is a, is a definite smart move. Market diversification. This is a conversation we kind of talked about last week with uh, the panel that we had. Uh, so typically speaking, in the locksmith and security business, you either have a company that does everything under the sun and serves all kinds of different markets. Uh, and when we say that, we're talking about new construction, maybe re having retail application, uh, serving mostly residential or mostly automotive or mostly commercial, uh, but you have a lot of diversity there. But then you have some folks very much like Stacy, who is very much in the automotive world. Uh, so I, the question that I'm posing to the panel is, what are your thoughts on market diversification and thinking, well, should I maintain a percentage of my income in different markets in case there is disruption uh, for the future? And how do I prepare for that? How do I start planning for that? So I'll toss that up to anybody that wants to jump in first. Okay, well, I can I can jump in on that for just a moment. Uh, for us, like I said, we're from a small town, uh, so there's not now. If it, if it had been me and I were living in a big town, I would probably more on the lines of Stacy. I'd, I'd probably primarily focus on automotive, just simply the fact that I that I really enjoy automotive. Matter of fact, most of the automotive I'm able to do today is actually due to Stacy and, and his father Jim uh, for their help at Just Cars, and I was so prepared to come down. In a couple of weeks and yeah so anyway but with that uh being in a small town i i basically learned everything so i went i learned commercial residential automotive i've uh, been very heavily getting into safe tech work um so and now i'm just training my individual guys with us uh nick he's now become pretty much our automotive uh, guru guy for us and and michael my brother-in-law is becoming more of the commercial line guy for us. I'm still doing the all around stuff, but I've been focused on a lot more on safes. I really enjoyed learning something new uh, as far as that goes. But then I also mentioned about the, uh, we did get our alarm license for the state of North Carolina. So we were looking to possibly expand into uh, the alarm and security. Now I'm actually getting calls for that, but I have not been able to focus on that because it's not, it's brand new. And with that, without having someone on hand that knows the stuff really well, I, I'm, not, I'm a little hesitant to just jump right in as far as that goes. Uh, but that's something we will, you know, work on as, as things start coming back around. But for us, I feel like we had to be very well diversified because there's not enough of each of, of those things in our area just to focus primarily on one versus being in a much heavier uh, populated area. Ken, Stacy, thoughts? Uh, well, you know, diversify. Yeah, like you said, I'm I'm very streamlined. I'm my business is geared towards one very specific purpose. So, my diversity. I, I do diversify in these times, and 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 it goes back to the education thing. I diversify in the sense that I take time and I tackle something that maybe I haven't tackled in a long time, so that I get more comfortable with it. Or more realistically, I tackle something that's new that I, I think is possible. Uh, along those lines, um, I will um, take some little little financial business risks, maybe buy some little programmer or buy some little tool or buy some little key blank that I want to try out and see for its viability. Again, goes back to, hey, when we turn this back on, maybe I'm going to have some insight 
on some little tool or some little thing that I can buy somewhere that's going to allow me to produce keys for a much uh, much cheaper rate or much faster rate or whatever whatever however it advantages your business. But um, I, you know, a lot of the guys in my area that that do diversify a little bit, that do um, that do a little bit of everything they're they're all kind of doing the same thing they're going out and reaching out into those markets that they've been dabbling in like waldo was saying you know something that that hey i'm, I'm really interested in safes this is a good time for me to research tools and research where to where to find a, an old safe to work on maybe go talk to some customers talk to another locksmith say hey you know we got some time here why don't we get together for for coffee across the table from each other or wide table <laughs> very wide table <laughs> wide table uh, you know and and let's go work on a let's go work on a car together let's go uh let's go you know reach out to those guys too we all want to you know feel connected so let's feel connected but at the same time uh, work on our businesses together so, so really kind of focus on some, uh, some industry networking, uh, making right. sure that Absolutely. you, you have, it's a good opportunity. It's a good yeah. opportunity. I mean, if you're stuck at home and you're in a place where you really just can't leave, yeah. then, then reach out this way electronically or something. And, and like we're doing here, reach out to, to guys, whether they're in your neighborhood or they're on the other side of the planet and say, Hey, can we get together and maybe three or four of us get together and have a discussion? I'll, I'll bring a couple of locks in from out in the truck. And can we talk about these and, and improve our knowledge on them? And you tell me what you know about it. And I'll tell you what I know about it and go back to the, to the days when locksmiths weren't afraid to share information with each other. There you go. Uh, yeah, com community sharing of information and, and just making each other stronger, either either on the technical side or on the business side, right? You can definitely just have on the, just on the friendship side, just sure. up on the friendship side. I mean, reach out, reach out to a guy that in town that you've you've gotten sideways with, and it goes back so far you can't even remember why you're sideways with him anymore. You know, and go, you know what? What were we fighting about? What was the deal? You know, let's. Put all that crap behind, man. Look at what's happening in the world. Let's put all that crap behind and and and, and let's go let's go work on a car together. Let's go look at this commercial site together and, and tell me your thoughts. I hear you. Ken, what are you, what are your thoughts on market diversification? I know you're looking at kind of taking on some new new things right now. Well, I don't know if they're new things. We're pretty diverse in what we do. Um, I think getting better at marketing those things and training. Our, our staff on those things is on the other side we can just get out there and start doing it very very cool so here's my kind of my one of one of the last two questions that i'll have for you um when you're talking about and, and uh president trump is supposed to be uh, releasing some information today about how they're going to start uh rolling out the the reopening of a lot of the countries, uh, the country that is not as hit, hard hit as others. Uh, but here my, here's my question. Based off of your current business model, based off of your current understanding of, of your, the health of your business, what are the things that you're going to start measuring or start watching to know when your business is coming back to life or coming back to the state that it was before? Hey, Ken, hold on just a second. I can barely hear you. Waldo, I may need to get you to mute your microphone. Um, so, there you go. Ken, go ahead. It's fun having the kids home all day, isn't it? <laughs> so what I was saying is, you know, 
um, I, I hope they don't open the country prematurely. You know, if they do and, and the virus starts spreading again, we're going to be locked up for another couple of months. It's, it's not a good thing. So I, I hope they're smart about what they do. Um, but for us, you know, we watch the metrics that we watch are how many service calls a day we run and um, the sales volume how much per invoice, how much each uh, truck is generating, how much each store is generating. So we're watching those those numbers all the time. So when this thing does turn around, hopefully we'll see it pretty quick and uh, you know the phone will start ringing like normal and, and the guys will keep running like normal. Yeah, I know that's one of the conversations and that's actually our top, one of our topics today on our four o'clock business meeting call is about KPIs and metrics and understanding how you can kind of track the health of your business because if you don't know where you were before this started, um, you don't know what's happening on a day-to-day -day basis, then it's going to be hard to understand when it's coming back or how to adapt back, especially for anybody that's had to lay anybody off or had to, uh, to kind of shorten their staff is how do you know when things are coming back to the, the kind of the normalcy? Uh, Stacy, what are your thoughts on that? What are, what, are, what are some of the metrics or some of the things that you're paying attention to to say, hey, this is how I know business is coming back? You know, I, 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 look, uh, I look historically for one thing. I've got 25 some odd years now, so I can look back at 2008. I can look back at other times throughout my career when we've had some shakeup, 9-11, things like this, where we don't know what's gonna happen after the fact. And like we say, we all assume normalcy, normalcy, you know, whatever we wanna call that. Again, if that's touching elbows to say hello, we all expect normalcy to return. But, you know, for me as an, somebody who's focused on automotive, I'll tell you what I'm watching and, and, and it's good and it's bad. What I'm watching are the commercials on television. Uh, commercials from Chevy and Nissan and Mitsubishi and all of these companies who are going, oh, just give the cars away. Just give them away. We need people. We're in trouble. Uh, we, we need money. We got to, we need money. Even if it's just the promise of money, we need money. So give the car away. Don't make them pay for four months, six months, whatever, you know, give them eight, nine, 10 years of financing. And historically, again, going back historically, that has not worked out for for um, it's worked out for us locksmiths. Definitely worked out for us automotive locksmiths. Let me tell you that when Mitsubishi did zero zero zero, I got so tired of doing Mitsubishi's after about six months after that happened because they gave away those cars and said don't pay for them for six months. Next thing you know, I was every every third car I did was a Mitsubishi, and I'm I'm afraid and not afraid. I mean, honestly, it's going to make me a lot of money. It's going to make me a lot of money, but when this all gets turned on, the normalcy is going to feel comfortable for a few minutes, but I'm afraid that more likely what's going to happen is we're going to have some massive, massive financial issues that are going to come out of it. And because of that, for me, basically working in the repossession auction industry, it's going to be a landfall. I mean, or a windfall. I mean, it's, it's going to be a huge influx of work and and my guess is it's going to be a lot of very very new cars a lot of very very new cars because again if they're giving away 2020s right now six months eight months nine months a year from now when the repossession starts it's all going to be those new cars because those people they're barely going to be getting their jobs back in some cases so because of oh lost you oh you there? 
the Lock oh. Doc Studio. Nope, oh, there you go. Oh, somebody's got something. I think his mic died. Batteries are cheap, Chad. <laughs> I think there's a microphone on his computer. No, he's got a wireless. So. Yeah, I know. I know. It's turned the one on the computer. <laughs> Come on, we ain't, we ain't got you yet. Aaron's coming to the rescue. We'll we'll just talk amongst ourselves. It's okay. Might as well. You were gonna were you gonna say something to to the effect? You, you got it, Ken. You got it. We're we're still start. We're uh, trying to cut down on our battery consumption here, just oh, because you know we we're trying to watch our costs. Um, <laughs> no, it's, what I, I guess what I was saying is from uh, from that perspective, your your business. You it sounds like you your business model, and it may be very similar to a lot of other locksmith uh, businesses. That it's very centralized with uh, kind of base contracts, right? So uh, your your kind of Sometimes. metrics of that is going to be based off of their business metrics as well. Right, right, and that's and and so yeah, I'm my business and and how much i do is very much dictated by the repossession industry and the auction industry and all of that and so that's again my understanding of our finances on a on a national scale are is that we can't run banking without repossession yeah. so all of that shut off right now banking is on the edge of shutting off and if they if they tried to shut banks off there'd be mass panic but but repossession is basically shut off at this point and and I know it's going to come back. It's just when will it come back, and with how much ferocity is it? I I know it's going to be aggressive. I know from again past experiences that there is going to be a lot of repossession from something like this, and there's going to be a lot of a lot of car keys to be made sure. in my menu, and 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 hopefully it trickles down also to guys that just have one or two repo yards, and then from there it. it passes through me and they uh, once i make the key for them at the auction maybe they go down to the local dealership and then the local dealership locksmith makes another duplicate for it and then they sell it and that's it's just the natural progression just when is that going to start and and how crazy is it going to be when it starts well and i i would i would uh kind of state that going back to the conversation we were having earlier if if you're if your uh, business is based off of a model like that. So, you know, every business is going to be based off of economic, uh, either booming or downturn one or the one way or the other, right? So if you're, if you're in the business model of doing a lot of, I know there was a lot of people that stayed very, very busy when the housing market fell through because they were doing, con I mean, people were doing massive revenue numbers based off of uh, doing repossessions and foreclosures on homes. And the same thing would go true with the, in the automotive area as well. So uh, it's understanding that and understanding you know, when the housing market came back, then that area of the, the business just, just dried up and went away. So being very diversified in what you're into so that you can make sure that, that you're not basing your entire business on that one thing, because when that one, when that one valve gets shut off, then you know, that may like you said, Stacy, that's something that's, that could be right now. And you may see that for the next 90 days where the rest of the economy uh, starts to pick back up in, in a different way based off of the stimulus or money coming back in. And so you don't actually see those, uh, that part of your business come back for uh, later on down the, down the line. Waldo, I want to toss it over to you on that. Um, what are you watching in your business to know, hey, things are kind of coming back? Or I know you mentioned earlier the phones were kind of busy for you today, but on a day-to-day -day basis or a weekly basis, how are you monitoring that? So I think, it, which is important with any business, um, and I'm sure Ken and Stacey are probably, and, and, and you guys down there in Charlotte, Locke, Docker, very familiar with numbers. 
uh, numbers are key, I believe, in all this, and just really looking at the numbers uh, for each week. Uh, so we meet every week and we talk about the numbers. So we, we set goal projections for the month and we just, we break it down week by week. So we're really looking at the numbers week by week now. And since things have changed, uh, we're trying to figure out what, this is a, this is new for us. So we're trying to figure out what is our break even point? Where, where does, because now it's completely different. So now we're actually having to figure this out mm -hmm. where, up until this point, we've just been trucking along. We've just been going and going and going and just making new projections and bigger, bigger numbers and moving forward. But now everything is retracted back. So now we're trying to figure out um, and just watch those numbers. So as we go through the week, uh, you know, we're just going to look at those numbers uh, each week and just sort of see where they start picking up. And as those numbers start coming back, you know, aside from phone calls, I mean, phone calls and traffic is one thing. Uh, it's actual completed jobs that get you the money, that get you the numbers. So really looking at those numbers week to week are going to help you to decide, hey, can we afford to bring someone back? Can we afford to hire somebody back? Yeah. It looks like pretty good at this point. So let's really, uh, really continue to focus on and look at the numbers from week to week uh, versus the amount of traffic. Because even though we had a ton of calls today, that doesn't mean we have a ton of jobs to do because a lot of them call just wanting quotes. Sure. And you know, we still we're still quoting our jobs like normal. They may not like that. I don't really know what other locksmiths are doing. I really don't care what they're doing because uh, we're still running by our own model, and that's what we're going to continue to do. But it's really just looking at those numbers and paying attention to what those numbers are doing. Yeah, I've I've started a new book. It's called The Four Disciplines of Execution, and it really documents a lot of information on understanding the difference between lead and lag measures and how to monitor that throughout your business. So just because you don't always want to look at revenue, you don't always want to look at uh, that part of it because you don't know what actually got you there. So that's looking at revenue is a reverse, a rearview mirror uh, angle. And so you've got to look at some other measures so that you can know how that is going to continue uh, to project moving forward. Ken, what are your what are your thoughts? What are you watching and, and going to start measuring to know when things are coming back? Well, we already you already asked me that, but it's oh, it's, I did. Yeah. <laughs> was that when my microphone wasn't working? It might have been. No. <laughs> so, um, what did you say? Because I wasn't paying attention so apparently. We're, we're, watching how many calls come in, how many dispatches get set up. Yes, okay. The, uh, the volume of dollars per invoice, the, the dollars per week, the dollars per service tech. So we, we watch all those metrics. And gotcha. So we'll see it pretty quickly. So in, in closing, I'll toss one last question out to everybody. What is the what is the upside? What is the positive? What is the thing that you're working on right now, either in your business, that you can say, hey, this is going to be the positive implication, or this is the value add, the, the benefit that I'm learning through this process, uh, so that we're not just always focused on the negative, but we're actually focusing on what is the positive outcome that we're seeing through this process? Who wants to take Waldo, you want to take that one? Yeah. So um, with that, uh, I will, I'm going to be real with y'all for a minute. Uh, earlier this week, I was struck, well, throughout this whole sort of thing, I've been struggling a lot as a business owner because this, this whole thing has made me think about things I thought I would never have to think about and do things I was never hoping to, I mean, to ever have to do. 
And so with that, the, the amount of stressors in this whole ordeal has been completely insurmountable. It's really affected me in a sense, not as Debbie Downer, but just uh, from a perspective, you know, not what was me, but what do, how am I going to work through this? How are we going to work through this? And learning and trying to stay positive uh, during this time and not letting, you know, my frustrations and anxieties and fears be known to my staff and employees as far as that goes and, and putting them down in the dumps as well. Uh, really just sort of being that uh, positive, uh, motivational uh, leader that I think that uh, we need to be during this time uh, not to be, and not to be unreal with them. I mean, be real. I mean, be transparent, but at the same time, you know, be that positive reinforcement. Hey, we're all going to get through this together. We're all going to walk through this together. This is not, you know, uh, individualized. This is everybody. And we're going to work through this and find a way through this. And when we do, if you can stick with me and fight and make it through this, we are going to come out much better on the other side than we are right now just really reiterating that getting them to really be on board with you uh, through this process is really just what I've been taking away from it and uh, really trying to continue to uh, bring on uh, daily and you know we'll have a meeting tomorrow morning we actually because uh, you know this COVID stuff we have not been meeting uh, you know in face in person we've been doing zoom house call house party meetings and stuff like that but tomorrow we're actually going to get together have some Chick-fil-A biscuits and talk about the future and just enjoy some fellowship with one another before we get, before we hit the grind, you know, really just sort of get that connection, that feeling and that motive, uh, uh, powerful just connection there to, to really jump back into uh, what we're doing. Stacy, what are your, uh, what are your positive takeaways from this? Uh, you know, uh, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to find them. I, you know, you don't, you got, can't, you know, can't watch the news too much. You watch the news too much, man. It's, it's hard to put a smile on your face, but, uh, the positive takeaways for me are, like I said, it gives us an opportunity uh, to step back, step back and look at your business from a different angle, uh, step back and look at your van from a different angle. Is your van clean? I mean, if you got time, clean it. You know why not? You ain't got you got nothing else to do. It 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 reinforces your business. It makes it look more professional. I mean everything from little things like that to things that you've you've been meaning to get to get to them, get them done. Whether it's whether it's sweeping the floor in the office or it's it's replacing the sign out front or it's buying a new truck. Hell, I'm I'm looking at buying a new truck in the middle of all of this because I've got uh, I'm. I'm it, I needed a new truck right in the middle of it. Damn it. If it wasn't the worst timing of all that I needed a new truck and, and it's going to take me some, some work to get it, but don't, don't find yourself being sedimentary. Don't find yourself, uh, don't find yourself moping or, or sitting back and going, you know what? It's all going to come crumbling down. Don't, don't do that. Find, use the time, use the time and, and go out and get up every day and, and, and try to find some semblance of productivity so that you feel good at the end of the day and you'll get up and do it again the next day. And before you know it, it's all gonna be over and we're all gonna be going so fast and sweating so hard that we're gonna be just pissing and moaning for a vacation. I hear you. Ken, what are your, what are your positive takeaways through this? What, if, what is the positive thing that you've learned through all the process? So, you know, I'm gonna echo a lot what Waldo and Stacy said, um, but I think 
going through this, you got to be a leader. You got you got to show your people be positive. Um, you know, as far as the takeaways, we're we're working on cleaning the showrooms, um, painting, taking care of inventory, straightening all that out, making sure we have um, everything on the shelf that we need. Um, taking inventory in the trucks, making sure the guys are, are stocked the way they need to be, making sure the guys are, are cleaning their trucks, like Stacy said, inside and out, so that when, when we do come out on the other side of this, we're ready to go. But we're, you know, we're working on marketing now so that, you know, hopefully people, are, people will get that message and, and we'll come out of this better than we were. Most definitely. I know our company here, we have uh, really turned on training heavily. Uh, we had a company-wide training on uh, door operators yesterday because we want to be prepared for that. We believe that's going to be a massive thing coming out of this, that people are going to want to have contactless openings. And so we're doing everything we can to prepare for that um, and prepare for the influx of that coming out of it. Uh, I see some comments on, uh, on the chat below. I see relationship communication is extremely important during this time. Uh, it's time to work on your marketing and marketing plan and business-to-business relationships. Uh, C.S. Murison, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, has had several comments on here. It says, Four Disciplines of Execution is a fantastic book, and tough times create strong people. Strong people create good times. Um, let's see, we are using this time as a breather as well. Uh, do things usually, we usually don't have time to do. So it seems like that's kind of the, the theme in a lot, of, a lot of ways. If you have some time, take that time to get it prepared if that's not going to be a major negative impact on your business so that you can be prepared because it will come back, things will come back. And I think as uh, Stacy just said, we're gonna be uh, flipping that conversation quickly to going, man, I wish we could get a break and take a vacation. And so how do we uh, maintain that and monitor that? And how do we start be, maybe preparing for how we're gonna hire? Uh, maybe that's something that we want to start thinking about. The job market is going to be wide open here in a very short amount of time. And how are we going to manage our hiring processes if that's something that we're interested in growing in? That's something that we, you can get better at as business owners and leaders. So um, very cool there. Appreciate uh, all of uh, the feedback on the comments below. Appreciate you guys joining us for the conversation today. Uh, just as a reminder, uh, we're hosting a daily business call. It's a, we're calling it the business meeting. Uh, Ken, what's the website for that? I think it's businessmeeting.something. Don't, don't put me on the spot like that. <laughs> Ken is, uh, is, is uh, yes, business businessmeeting.online. You can check that out. It is a free open forum. Uh, we have anywhere between 15 and 35 uh, business leaders on there every day at 4 o'clock Eastern time just to encourage each other, challenge each other, and grow uh, together and try to make lemonade through this time. And right now, today, our conversation is going to be all about KPIs, key performance indicators and metrics and how you understand the health of your business and how you can improve that. So anybody that is watching is welcome to join that. Uh, we appreciate everybody's attending and viewing today. Uh, if, this, if you're coming to the end of this, go ahead and share it so other people can see it as well on whatever platform you're watching on on Facebook or YouTube. Ken, Waldo, Stacy, thank you for your time today. Uh, thank you, HL Flake, for hosting this. And uh, we'll see you next Thursday at 2 o'clock right here on the same channel. Thank you, Chad.